Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. If you've traveled by air lately, you've probably noticed that the days of bargain airfares are all but gone. Today's higher fares and extra fees can hit families especially hard when they take that long-planned vacation. For more insight on this, let's welcome Suzanne Rowan Kelleher to InfoTrack. How are you? Good. How are you, Chris? Great. You're a family travel expert, and you're the editor-in-chief of WeJustGotBack.com. So what is happening here? Why are airfares so high these days? Well, there are a couple things going on. The basic backdrop is the story of supply and demand. Airlines have, over time, reduced the number of routes that they fly, and, of course, with fewer routes and fewer seats available, what ends up happening is each seat, the price goes up. But there are other stories behind the scenes, like there are extra baggage fees. And recently, there's been what's known as the seat fee that's been introduced, which means that families, well, really anybody, if you fly with somebody and you want to sit with them, you might have to pay an additional charge of, say, $25 each way to be guaranteed to be sitting with somebody. Now, if you multiply that out by a family of four, you can see that that could be $25 each way per person. That turns out to be $200. So I'm seeing all the time that you're flying somewhere and you meet somebody in the airport and they're flying with their children and they get their seat assignments and, oh, look, you know, I'm in row 27 and my child is in row 32. It happens all the time. And what used to happen is that you could just rely on the kindness of strangers and another passenger would give up their seat so that you could sit with your child. But now with these seat fees, what happens is that somebody else has actually paid for that aisle seat. So they are much less inclined to give it up. Yeah, I can imagine. Now, they've also changed the boarding process that involves families, haven't they? They have. This has been sort of dwindling over the last number of years, and there are very few airlines anymore that will let families board first. But to be honest, that was never a perk that I found particularly useful when traveling with children, because when you board first, what ends up happening is that you're on the flight sometimes 45 minutes before actually taking off, maybe 20, 25 minutes for everybody to get on. There's another 20 minutes to taxi out to the runway. So if you've got a fidgety two- or three-year-old, that's the last thing you want to do is get on first. So the diminishing of that particular perk didn't really bother me too much. But the seat fee, I think, is pretty odious because when you book an airline seat, and particularly when you get online, say, and you book as a family, you have to plug in the birth dates of all your children. So the airlines know exactly where there's a three-year-old and a four-year-old or a five-year-old sitting on their airplane. And to sit that child away from a parent, I just find pretty despicable. In terms of alternatives, you would think that competition would spur some airlines to loosen things up, but it seems like it's across the board pretty much with this. Yeah, a lot of the major airlines have already adopted this policy. There are some airlines that haven't yet, but the bottom line is that you either have to book way, way in advance, which is not always possible. It's not always possible for families to know even a month ahead when somebody might have vacation time or different events in the family are happening. But the truth is that a lot of families don't fly often enough to even realize that the fee is there. Mm -hmm. So they arrive at the airport, they get their seat assignments fully expecting that they'll be sat together. 
and that's when it hits them. And then when they're at the counter, it's offered to them, you know, oh, well, you could pay an extra fee and be seated together. I just find, you know, if you want to have people pay for what they're calling a premium seat, which is sort of an oxymoron, you're still in coach. But if you want to ask people to pay for a premium seat, you should at least have the decency to allow families to sit together. We're talking on InfoTrack with Suzanne Rowan Kelleher, a family travel expert, and she's the editor-in-chief of WeJustGotBack.com. And we're talking about the higher cost of flying, which can impact families in a big way. Suzanne, have you noticed in your surveys and looking around, has there been a shift of families traveling by car because of all this? I think that there has been. I mean, AAA does surveys like this. It seems like every year their survey says that more people say that they're going to be traveling by car. I think a lot of that is just budget. Airline travel has become so expensive that a lot of families are simply picking destinations that are within driving distance and they're going there instead. So while they might not be able to take, you know, the long two-week road trip across the country, they're picking something that's within, say, a four- or five-hour drive of their home. And this is a trend that we have been seeing. It's been kind of dubbed the nearcation, which is, you know, just picking a destination nearby, maybe in the neighboring state or within your own state. And that definitely is a trend that we've been seeing. Has there been response from families in general about the increased security procedures at airports and all of the extra time that that involves and the hassles? From my point of view, I think that the TSA actually have done some things that have made it a lot easier for families lately. In most major airports now, there are family lanes, and I totally encourage people to use them. The line might travel a little bit slower, but there's less pressure to kind of get everybody their belts off and their shoes off and everything. You should definitely have a game plan so that your kids know in advance. If you're traveling, for example, like with a stuffed bear, the machine will have to take a picture of the bear and Mm -hmm. you'll get them right back at the end. They just change the procedure. Now kids don't have to take off their shoes. You know, there's always kind of a shifting of what the rules are. And I think that it's no worse for families than for anybody else. I don't really have a problem with the security issues, to be honest. My beef usually is more with the procedure with these fees. It's true that the plane is more crowded now and it's not as pleasant an experience as it used to be, you know, a couple of generations ago. But, you know, when you add fees kind of left, right and center, it just seems that the airlines are always trying to come up with one more way to get, you know, $20 out of you here, there or everywhere. So the moral of the story is just if you don't have to fly this summer, don't drive and then if you do have to fly just give yourself plenty of time at the airport and just keep a cool head because you know it's going to be crowded it's not going to be maybe a pleasant experience but if you lose your cool your kids will really feel it suzanne rowan kelleher family travel expert and editor-in-chief of we just got back.com suzanne thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. thank you so much You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.